Welcome to the Millionaire Maker Show, a podcast helping online coaches monetize their life's work and scale their businesses to create more time, more money, more freedom, and more impact. Now, with over 20 years of business building, coaching, and consulting experience, here's your host, author, speaker, and creator of the Millionaire Maker Coaching Funnel, Lindsay Anderson. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Millionaire Maker Show. I am your host, Lindsay Anderson, and I am here to help you grow and scale your transformational coaching business. Now, today I have a very special guest. I had the opportunity to sit down with a colleague of mine, Miss Julie Cabasis. She is a seasoned expert in copywriting and brand positioning. And today we're going to be diving into what I call the secret key to really getting loads and loads of customers coming to you and wanting to work with you. And this is a topic that I call advanced marketing and sales, but it really is the one thing that will make you stand apart from all of your competition. And once you understand this very important principle marketing and selling your coaching programs becomes easier than ever before. And that topic is positioning. In today's episode, Julie is going to be giving us her expert opinion and how positioning and copywriting play a crucial role in attracting high quality leads and cranking up the revenue in your coaching business. But before we get started and I bring Julie on, I want to share something really exciting with you. Many coaches that come to me, they don't know what that next step is that they should take in order to scale their coaching business. But with my wide range of experience, both in my BAM agency, my done for you agency for coaches, as well as on my coaching business side, I have my own very profitable coaching business. I know how to get people to break free from whatever is keeping them stuck. And I'm here to tell you that I've put a ton of work into a quiz that I call the Coaching Business Breakthrough Quiz. If you hop out to this quiz by going to themillionairemakershow.com slash next step. I will walk you through a series of 12 questions. This thing is only going to take you about two minutes to complete But on the other side, I've handcrafted results that will be delivered to you that will tell you exactly what you need to be focusing on in your coaching business in order to take it to the next level. The results of this quiz will allow you to gain clarity in areas like niching, messaging, and marketing strategy, help you create more leads, and even more. It really just depends on how you're coming to the quiz, and how you're answering these 12 questions. So I'm going to be offering that to everyone here who is a listener of The Millionaire Maker Show. Run, don't walk to this quiz. I've put a lot of work into it, and you will find resources and clarity on the other side. All you have to do is go to themillionairemakershow.com slash next step, answer those 12 questions, and have in your hot little hands the answers to how to achieve that next breakthrough in your coaching business. Now, having said that, go get your answers on the next step quiz, but go grab a pen and piece of paper and get ready 
for this amazing interview I have with my colleague, Miss Julie Cabasis. Let's hop into that interview. I'm so excited to welcome our next guest to the Millionaire Maker podcast, Miss Julie Cabasis. Welcome to the show, Julie. So happy to have you here. Thank you, my dear. Happy to be here. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do, Julie? Absolutely. So I am a copywriter and a brand positioning expert. Copywriting, if you've never heard of it, it's not the legal sense of protecting your intellectual property. It is actually selling on paper. So I write the words that business owners use to sell their services. Mostly I work with experts like high-end consultants, coaches, and other service providers. How did you get started in that, Julie? Yeah. So in, let's see, it was 2013. I started an Instagram marketing agency. I was a marketing exec before that. I worked in corporate America, mostly in startup companies, went through some acquisitions, some sales, mergers, that kind of thing. Loved it. Loved the small, the energy of the small startup company. Wanted to start my own. So I started a high-end Instagram marketing agency. And back then, the styled feeds were all the rage. So my business partner was doing these high-end photo shoots, and I was writing all the captions and mastering the algorithms and doing social. And I found that copywriting, the selling part of copywriting, the conversion part, was my favorite. And I didn't get to do a lot of it. Because as Lindsay, Instagram is all about attraction. It's all about lead generation. It's all about top of funnel, primarily. So... I wanted to work on that closing the sale. So I decided to sell my half of the business to my business partner and start the crimes, which is dedicated to brand positioning and copywriting. And so the way that the brand positioning piece was added was I found that the clients of mine that I did that really got the best results had really strong brand positioning. So I added in that service. I wanted to make sure that Brand positioning is how people see you in the marketplace. How do you fit in with the other services and the other offers that are out there? Do you have strong messaging? Do you have a really compelling like reason for people to work with you? And so when I added that service in, it really elevated and accelerated the revenues that were coming in based on the work that I was doing with the clients. So Copy Crimes is a boutique agency. We have a couple of copywriters that we work with. I'm the main copywriter, but I also have do a lot of the strategy work. And then my team will produce launch assets, social media, a little bit of social media content to support, but mainly like funnels, website, and email marketing. Julie, I want to talk a little bit about brand positioning. You, you mentioned this several times, and many people do not understand the importance of brand positioning. My opinion is you have to know that before you do anything else, but it's not like a lot of marketers are around talking about this. Can you expound on the importance of why it matters where you're positioned in the marketplace compared to other people, why that matters so much? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of my favorite topics. Brand positioning is such a joy and it's really fun to do it with my clients. And the reason that it's so much fun is that a lot of the people that I meet and that I work with are multi-passionate, multi-talented, 
a lot of them are coaches. So they could help you do almost anything, accomplish almost anything, right? We know that 90% of success is between the ears. So coaching is a proven field. It is absolutely invaluable and you can do so many things with it. The problem is that most people aren't walking around just saying, I need to find a coach. They're looking to solve a problem in their life. And a lot of times they don't connect the fact that coaching, for example, is what will help them achieve the problem. So there are a lot of coaches out there, and I'll just use coaching for a moment as an example, that really get buried in all of the red ocean strategies. I think I saw you were reading Blue Ocean the other day, Lindsay. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I don't stalk stalk you like that much. I'm impressed. I was like, did I post that? (laughs) You did. So yeah, so like these coaches get lost in a red ocean of a lot of other coaches saying very similar stuff. So brand positioning, the whole purpose is to help you stand out. And I say the magic quality about brand positioning, the way that you know that you have amazing brand positioning is that if I, if you say, tell someone else about your business, they can instantly think of a referral for you. If they can think of a referral, you have amazing brand positioning. So brand positioning is essentially how to, how people compare you in the market to other offers, like other coaches, or even other things that are outside of the service that you specifically provide. So to break it down, it's essentially the who, the what, and the why you. Those three elements make up your brand positioning. So let's start with the who. The who is, who do you serve? And this might sound like a lot of things other people are saying. But I think that we get the who wrong a lot of times. So the traditional way is let's create an ideal client avatar. Give the person a name, make sure you're speaking to one person. And that's really good. But when someone is listening to you talk about your business, they need to hear those cues. Like I call them tells that they tell the person that you actually know their industry really well. One of my sales mentors says, that you understand their problem or challenge better than anyone else. So the who is really about solving a problem or challenge that's very specific to a certain market. Now, the what is specifically what you offer. It's not what you solve. It's like, you do you offer coaching? Great example is we have a client who is an accountant and she has been an acting finance director for companies like over $400 million. And she wanted to go into the field of coaching. So she was going to call her company Taylor Smith Coaching. But the problem with that is that it's a very generic brand positioning, right? So instead, we went with million-dollar finance. So it's basically financial education for aspiring millionaires. So instead, she is a coach. That's her offering. But we wanted to speak to a very specific audience. That doesn't sound like women 35 to 45 who have who live in suburbia. It's a very different, it's a much simpler way to think about it, I think. So the what, instead of choosing coaching, we chose financial education because that is more descriptive of what she offers, essentially. So that's the what. And then the why you is why should someone pick you over someone else? So the quintessential brand positioning talk would be like, are you going to go to Longhorn for a steakhouse or for a steak? Or are you going to go to Morton's? You're getting a steak at both places, but the experience is different. The quality 
everybody is a little bit different. You have certain expectations about Longhorn and other expectations about Morton's. So when you're talking about the why you in coaching, typically your why you is going to be related to results. It's going to be related to the kinds of outcomes that you support your clients to create. And an easy way to think about this is like having a menu. So a menu is when I go to a restaurant, I look at the menu. These are the things that are on offer, right? In coaching, the menu is potential outcomes or results that you can support your clients with. So if you were doing financial consulting, your outcome menu might sound like balanced books for the first time or an understanding of the financials behind scaling, or it could be tax, something related to tax savings. So you want to have this why you really detailed and specific examples of how you've created those results with other clients. When you combine those three, it becomes this recipe for a particular kind of client, much more elevated fees because you're being very specific rather than general and an effortless ability to attract the types of clients that you want. You want to share those results that you want to create more of, and you want to not share the results that you don't want to create more of. I always view that as people think that you do good work and people are going to sneak in and figure out that you do good work for others. But it is our job as good copywriters and good storytellers and good positioning to only put out like the position that we want others to see so that we can attract some more of those perfect clients. Yeah, exactly. If you don't like working with financial agencies, let's say, then you don't want to share stories about financial agencies because that will just attract more of that. Share the stories about the clients that are your favorite to work with. I love the who, the what, and the why you. Is your advice for these coaches, sit down with a Word document and start filling that out so that you can see it clearly on paper. Is that what we're doing here, Julie? Yeah, yeah, exactly. For example, if you're trying to narrow down your brand positioning, I like to ask clients like, what is what are what have been your favorite? Tell me some stories about your favorite clients. Who comes to mind? Who felt effortless to work with? Who got amazing results? Who posts or talks about you on social media? And then if you had a piece of paper and you wrote down these columns under the who, describe each client. What were some of the qualities or the characteristics? Maybe they were really generous or maybe they were in the nonprofit space or maybe they had done certain things in the past that got them prepared to work with you, for example. And then just continue with the other two columns. What what did you offer them? What specifically about the package did you enjoy like delivering? Maybe it was the structure of the package or the way it was delivered and the why you write down their results. What specifically did they get out of it? And then circle the things that you feel are a recipe for your like zone of genius which is a big part of brand positioning, staying inside of your zone of genius. So I always call it like, don't bake the cake, just ice the cake with just add the icing, which is your zone of genius. A lot of people are just doing too much. They're trying to solve too many problems with their service offerings because they're just more generally positioned. <clears throat> so if you, instead of trying to solve 10 problems, just solve one really well, become known for that one problem that you are the person to hire, you'll be paid more, you'll be working less, and you'll be enjoying your work a lot more. Julie just mentioned the three major benefits of having good positioning and understanding positioning. You can charge more, you're doing the work you love, and clients will, the right clients will be attracted to you. 
Can you, Julie, tell me the difference between niching and positioning? That's such a good question. So niching is essentially like carving out your place in the market. Niching is a little bit more foundational in terms of deciding that you're going to be a coach, deciding like who you're going to work with. And the niche is something that's going to reveal itself to you over time. So a lot of people, when they get into the market, like they become a coach, let's say, and they have this inclination, like they want to niche right away. And I would say um, you might have one component, like of the who, the what, and the why you, you might have one component already in your back pocket. And you want to lean on that, for example, keep that, don't throw it away. But then try to move in the direction of a niche by working with many different types of clients and selecting, continuously selecting the things that really work for you. But then brand positioning is like you are on the right planet (laughs) and now you're like, you're moving into the, or maybe you're in the right country and you're moving into the right neighborhood. It's much more precise and it has a lot more to do with the messaging that will be relevant to your client versus like more just of a general like way in which you work. I just wanted to make that clear because many coaches just hear over and over, you have to niche, you have to niche, you have to niche, which they do. But I would agree with you that positioning and where are you the expensive steakhouse in the coaching market or are you the low cost steakhouse and what's expected there? And it's important that you know so that all of your messaging reflects that, which brings me to my next question and your real your real sweet spot, which is turning that positioning into actually the written word and how important that is. I view words mattering way more than people even acknowledge. Yeah. And they can build your confidence. Like it's so nice to have the right words to say. Yeah. Even if it's like the answer to what do you do? That's really where brand positioning starts. What do you do? Whatever you say after that is part of your brand positioning. It could be that main prompt on a website the last study that i saw was something like you have two seconds to capture attention when someone hits your website what are those few words that they read that makes them say yes this is for me that's copywriting and then everything from getting really detailed about your offer and why it's amazing and what the benefits are and what are some of the challenges people will have in deciding to purchase from you all of those things are layered into copywriting You can't solve a brand positioning problem with copy because copy is what comes after you've made all those business decisions. Agreed. Agreed. I want to talk a little bit about copywriting. Can you give us some clarity? Do we need to be writing our own copy according to you? What's the best way to to handle all of the copy that a coach needs these days? When you're just getting started, I like to think of it in like the zero to 100K frame and then 100k maybe to a million and then a million plus these are three very different stages of business and they need different layers of copy so when you're from zero to 100k you want to focus on generating cash and to generate cash you don't need a lot of copy like those people can really benefit from investing in let's say a vip day or two with a copywriter where they can get a few pieces of copy that are really essential to their business 
And when you think about it, there's actually a different part of your brain that you use to speak about your work as it takes to write down something about your work. So that's why a lot of people can talk very like intelligently and confidently about their business. But when it comes to writing copy on a piece of paper or on your computer, they're like, why do I feel like I can't say what I want to say? So that's the role of a copywriter. It's to take what's in your brain out by conversation and then to turn that into words that are clear and concise and that convert someone to take an action. So if you're in that zero to 100K bucket, you want to focus on having the few pieces of copy that you really need to sell and to focus on sales and generation generating income. So probably the name of your business, the main promise of your business, your a simple short bio. My bio that I gave you, Lindsay, is like five sentences, and I think I've been using it for years. A short, <clears throat> really short bio that really talks about your expertise, and then some key benefits or benefits of your of working with you, and that couple pieces of copy about booking a call with you or what's the right step to actually work with you. That's all you need when you're talking about that first period of zero to 100K. Getting really good at maybe writing some social media posts and investing in that um, area, which is different than copywriting, that's a key skill that can serve you a lot better than maybe putting it into copy. So then when you're in the 100K to a million, and again, these are just rough numbers, at this point, you want to have some more well-formed like arguments around what you're selling. You're probably going to have higher fees. You're going to be maybe focusing more in a high ticket market or maybe you're selling group coaching programs. So you're going to have more sophisticated online mechanisms for filling those programs and selling those spots. And in that case, you want to have what I call a conversion event. That's going to be a launch or a webinar or you know, a 60-minute presentation, small group presentation, whatever the case may be. And that's when more copy starts coming in, into play. So it's registering people for that conversion event, making sure that people show up for the event, and then making sure people book calls with you after the event. That is investing in a conversion event. Copywriting for a conversion event is much more important than just general website copy general email marketing, those kinds of things are more superfluous. So if I was in the 100K to a million and trying to scale, which I've probably scaled at least six people from zero to a million, and I've done lots of six-figure conversion events over the past three to five years that I've had copy crimes, and then many smaller things, like somewhere in the range of five to 25,000, is what you're going to invest in a copywriter to help you design a conversion event and help you create something that will allow you to scale your sales. Maybe not scale your sales, but sell quicker and more predictably. So that's where yeah, I would invest I, in that mid-market. Yeah, I always view the investing in those conversion events is something, is a marketing tool that you can pull out and then you can count on time and time again. So you invest in the copy, you understand the process, you practice it over and over and you perfect the thing. That's a huge piece of advice I always give my clients and it sounds like you're on the same page with me. You got to invest in a marketing tool that you can always rely on. Yeah, 100%. You mentioned 5 to 25K to outsource this to a copywriter. 
Julie. Talk to me about ChatGPT and where that leaves us with copy. Where are you at with that? Yeah, yeah. It's a gift. It's a huge gift. And I think that it's a powerful tool. Now, what you're relying on a copywriter for, what you need to bring to the table, let me start with that for as a business owner, is you need to understand how to sell your services. Like you should invest in sales training or unless you're just naturally gifted at sales, like you need to understand forward and backward how to sell what it is that you are offering. When you know how to sell what you're offering, you hire a copywriter who understands human psychology, buying patterns, like how to phrase things in a clear way so that calls to action are compelling, that headlines are popping off the page, those kinds of things structurally. Now, what ChatGPT, that is like, how can I explain it? It's a master researcher. So like it's going to pull together all of these data points that you can use to like put something together. So it's going to give you something, for example, it's been really good with writing blogs. I've heard people say that it's amazing with writing blogs. It's amazing for setting up a structure and a frame for maybe writing email marketing. It's good for creating, think of it like an 80-20 rule for social media, meaning like it can produce 100 posts for you. The quality is going to be about 80% of the way. And then you're going to have to add your 20% to fine tune and tweak what you're receiving. But when it comes to selling, I haven't seen ChatGPT yet be able to understand human psychology at such a level and pair it with the specificity of your business. So I think it might get there. It might get there. There might be a lot of templated things that you can use it. You can feed it with so that you start getting something that's more usable. But I've seen that that nuanced understanding of the market, of your business, of sales psychology, of all these things is helping cop it's helping copywriters to work faster and more effectively, but they're becoming even more important in the process. Essentially, ChatGPT isn't going to help you with your positioning, your messaging, and your niching unless you have worked with those one-on-one clients and you're actually like putting in, hey, this is how I help. This is what I do. It's not going to solve that problem of you actually working with a bunch of people and understanding your one true client, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You have to do the analysis and you have to make the decisions as the business owner. But once you make a decision, then it can proliferate content around the decision that you've made. Thank you so much for sharing your information on positioning and messaging and niching. It's been really helpful. I would love to talk about your experience, Julie, in the coaching industry. So you as a coach, can you tell us a little bit about where you're at now, how you spend your days, how your business is set up? Yeah, for sure. So my business is all focused around expert coaches, consultants, and service providers. And what I really focus on helping people do is to take something that's working well and scale it. So a lot of my clients are pretty successful. They might be a little bit over the 100K mark, and they're looking for ways to enroll clients easier They're looking for an online presence that really honors the expertise and the work that they've already done. 
So a lot of times their websites are very outdated. They have no sales funnel. They have no conversion mechanisms. They're really successful offline and they're not doing anything online. So I take them online and keep things very simple and manageable for them. So I'm a huge fan of a one-page website. I'm really great with strategic planning for their opt-in. So it might be the first time they start collecting email addresses in their 30 plus years of work. Some of them are a little bit younger, but I do tend to attract people that have decades of experience in their markets and in their areas of expertise. Big fan of the one-page website, the opt-in, getting the email marketing going, and just something very simple and high-end. When you're creating a high-end experience, you're not necessarily sending 18 emails a week. It's a little bit more tailored and there's more targeting and more tagging that's happening so that whatever we send to our clients is very relevant. And then I do still create, I love to support the creation of the intimate conversion events. So the intimate conversion events are basically 60 minute live events. They're very simple to put together. All you need is Zoom. Essentially, you don't even really need landing pages or funnels. And it's a way for you to present to a cold market and book sales calls. So I do a lot of those and create a lot of those with my clients. I still do some live launching. And then there's some of the foundational brand positioning work for people who want to pivot or expand or raise their fees. So I partner with my partner, Chris Kenny, and he offers sales training and I offer positioning and copy support. And sometimes we offer some things together where we're offering sales training and some marketing and lead generation support. Do you typically do bespoke, people come to you and you outline a program or package for them? Or do you have a course that you offer that helps them through this or? Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, everything's done for you. I don't personally really sell coaching myself. I sell done for you positioning and copywriting. Awesome. Yeah. And then there's some consulting packages if you just need to meet a few times and powwow with me about a specific problem. But it's mostly done for you. Julie. Tell me, here we are. We both know that show up rates for launches and these kind of things are down. Facebook ads are rising. What would you say is working for you right now in marketing and sales when it comes to the coaching industry? I'm doubling down on relationships. Like relationship marketing has always been my secret sauce and building relationships. It's hard because it's not something you can do overnight. You have to really invest in relationships long-term even if the grid goes down and we have no power and like we have no cash resources, we can always trade with our neighbors, right? We can always like rely on our friendships. We can help each other out, whether it's in business or in life. So I think that relationships just are so valuable. And I find that people are always doing business. Like business doesn't ever stop. Maybe certain investments contract, like in certain industries at certain times. But it's always easy to pivot. So instead of putting out inventing offers like in our bedrooms in secret and just like posting and posting, I like to just ask people what they're looking for, what they're challenged with. Having a lot of connect calls, relationship building, like getting out in the community, going to networking events, those kinds of things. That seems to really be working. What would one tip, can you give us one tip, Julie, for people who haven't nailed down a relationship strategy, but they understand it's important? What's one tip? Yeah, for sure. 
So my my relationship kind of building philosophy is threefold. Number one, you have to appreciate your current clients. So appreciating your clients, again, it's not just after the fact, it's every step along the way. So really appreciating them when they sign up. Maybe there's like a welcome gift or a thank you note or something throughout the engagement and then after. And then the next one is celebrating your client successes like publicly. I find that people don't promote the success of their own clients enough. And that's the number one thing that sells, telling stories about other people that have had success. So that could be interviewing your clients on social media. It could be posting like, hey, so excited for Lindsay and her latest launch. It could be uh, a straight up testimonial, a case study, a picture, like lots of different things, right? Celebrating your client's successes is really powerful. And as soon as I see, oh, that's a person who she helped that has a story like mine, I'm reaching out to you to book a call. And then the third one is encouraging referrals, like literally saying, hey, you and I have similar audiences. We have, we can serve each other's audiences really powerfully. I would love to connect with you sometime about having a referral agreement. It can be that direct and honest. And I would do that sparingly with the people who you genuinely want to refer to, but encouraging referrals and building referral relationships, like having that be a core business strategy is super, super important. I love that, Julie. Thank you for giving us your three-step process. Here's my final question, Julie, which is, here you are, you have a really successful business. You've started many businesses. What is the one thing that you wish you would have known before you got started? The number one thing is to solve people's problems. And I know that sounds obvious, but when I started my Instagram marketing see, I invented services that nobody wanted <laughs> that didn't really help them solve a problem. It was this manufactured, I'll give you an example. It was like we would produce 30 days of content and it was super, super expensive. And every client had the same question. What do I do after 30 days? So they'd have this beautiful feed for 30 days and then they'd run off a cliff. <laughs> so that only solves a very short-term problem and it doesn't solve the core, the deeper business problem, which is like, how do I grow my audience on Instagram? And how do I continuously create powerful content that engages, et cetera? So the important thing is to understand, like, what is your client trying to accomplish? and helping them to, and designing your services to help them accomplish that problem or accomplish, solve that problem. When they can see easily, like buying this thing will solve this problem for me, you will not be short of clients in that, by any stretch of the imagination. And that's really what I started doing with copywriting. I started looking at the big picture. Okay, the client doesn't want a website. They want their roster to be full of clients. They wanna be booked out solid. So what's all of the things I need to offer the client in order for them to achieve that goal? Instead of just selling individual piece by piece, what is everything they need in that ecosystem to make that happen? And that's when my clients started getting incredible results and my business really started to flourish. 
We have to know the problem we solve, the who, the what, and the why you. Really, when you figure that out, the marketing and the sales become so much easier. Yeah, so true. Well said, Julie. Now I'm going to turn the time over to you. Let us know how to find you and anything else you'd like the audience to know. Yeah, I would just love for you to visit copycrimes.com. That's my home base. There's a simple form there to reach out to me if you'd like to consider working together. And it would just be a pleasure to support you in growing your business. I'd love to support. Thank you, Julie. It's been a real pleasure having you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and experience with us. Thanks, Lindsay. It was a pleasure. I love connecting with you. A really insightful conversation with my colleague, Miss Julie Cabasin. I hope that you now have some insight into the power of brand positioning and how these elements can really transform your coaching business. But remember, Knowledge is power only when you put this stuff into action, when you really sit down and decide to approach your brand positioning in a very serious way. I'm here to tell you the marketing principle you need to be understanding positioning is what is going to set you apart from your competitors and make it so much easier to sell your transformational coaching programs. So I want to mention one more time the Your Next Step quiz. All you have to do is hop out to themillionairemakershow.com slash next step and take this quiz. It's going to take you two minutes and it's designed to pinpoint your specific challenges and guide you toward tailored solutions. I've spent a lot of time on this quiz. It's a culmination of years in the coaching industry, both on the done-for-you side as well in my own very profitable coaching business, and I can definitely let you know what your next step should be. So if you're ready to overcome hurdles in your coaching business, like niching, messaging, and marketing and sales strategies, lead generation, and others, take this quiz and receive personalized recommendation from me, Lindsay Anderson the host of The Millionaire Maker Show, and I will give you valuable insights to get you onto your next step based on your responses. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The Millionaire Maker Show. If you like this podcast, please go and review the podcast on your favorite streaming service. Until next time, go take action and cheers to you and your success. Thank you for listening to The Millionaire Maker Show with master business coach and creator of The Millionaire Maker Coaching Funnel, Lindsay Anderson. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Until next time.